Hello and welcome to the To Take Up Space podcast. I'm your host, Lala Robinson, your well-being warrior and unapologetic space taker. I am a jack of several traits creative, and my mission is to use my voice and creativity to aid the healing and overall well-being of my her community. This podcast is named after my book, To Take Up Space, and it is an audio space for 20-something Black womanhood and her well-being. Hello, everybody, and welcome to... 2020 happy new year i hope you all had a wonderful happy holiday type family friends gatherings all those good things um i know i enjoyed myself with the very minimal things that i did and i'm just hoping that you all had a good time bringing in the new year so welcome to season two of the podcast y'all uh so to start off i will just Name how, or not name, but uh, talk about the new things that I want to do here on the podcast. So, of course, um, I want to do more interviews with people. So I have to, like, I have to work out my little interview uh, abilities and stuff. So, you know, don't don't sweat it if last season y'all were like, okay, these interviews. But I'm hoping to do more interviews, um, have more black women on, and, uh, you know, kind of, bust down on these topics together and um let's see what else okay so then I have new segments for the show so um the first half of the show I'm always going to you know give that time and attention to the topic that we have and then there's another part of the show a new segment that I want to do called the outlet um which I'm encouraging you all to you know write into the show um to vent and release I really open that space up as a safe space a safe haven for black women who might be struggling and going through things and they don't have anyone that they can talk to about it or you know they want a different perspective or um they want some help like unpacking it uh and uh by no way am I claiming to be any type of therapist or life coach for anyone so you know if you listen to me at your own discretion I have to tell you that right now but I'm just saying that I um have been there I understand what it is like to you know have be holding on to something um the struggle and the suffering that that has on us and then how it takes toll on our actual health so that's what I'm really concerned about is the because the state of uh health for older black women is really like piss poor right now and so whatever I can do to help us uh younger black women so that we can develop better uh healthier wellness patterns so as we grow older we don't have as much of a uh as much of a I want to I don't know what I'm saying like just piss poor health and wellness. That's it. Like I, I want us to um, improve on that. So we see it. We see it with our older uh, family members right now. Our great aunts, our aunties, our moms, our grandmothers, and um, it's it's really scary when you think about it. It's just a lot of industries uh, and systems are set up to work against us 
and um, are not really concerned with the health of black women. So I want us to take those matters into our own hands and start uh, prioritizing our wellness and our well-being. So one of those ways that I'm extending myself to help in that area is to provide a safe space for us to talk about and vent um, on different things that we might be going through. You never know. Somebody else might be going through it too. I might have gone through it and it's a way for us to really just kind of unpack it and help give you a different perspective or a different way of looking at the situation that you kind of have that you're going through. So again, I encourage you to write in. Don't be shy. Don't worry. I'm shy as hell anyway. So whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, and just keep it, um, keep it anonymous. If you don't want me to say your name, uh, just add a fake name there. That's it. When you you write in. So when you do, um, you're going to email to takeupspace at gmail.com and um, you are going to put in the subject line, the outlet, and when you start in your body paragraph, I want you to start it with girl, because that's usually how I have conversations, like deep conversations with my friends. So, and my, my mom too, mom, that's how we start the phone. Like, girl, let me tell you what happened. So start off like that and let's, you know, let's keep it rolling. And I want to help, you know, kind of help you release that, whatever it is that you're going through. So yay, let's get that rolling. Um, and then the other part of the show that I wanted to do was just like kind of uh, unpack a uh, food for thought or like, so I wanted to take a lyric and I want to take a quote or a lyric or a quote, excuse me, or a line from a book I read or something like that. And I want to kind of unpack it with you um, just to give you something to leave with. Okay. So that's going to be some of the new things that I'm doing um, here on the show. I hope you all like it. Um, don't forget, you can always rate, you can always um, review the show. And I would really, really appreciate it if you rate it and reviewed. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So let's just, let's go ahead and get into this topic. So today's episode is entitled Freedom. Mm, let that hit that, right? Okay. For me, freedom means that I have the right to choose um, how I live my life, what I do with my life, where I spend my life, who I spend my life with. It means that I have the freedom and the right to choose All of the things that are in my life and where I surround myself with. Now, don't get me wrong. There are several things in our lives that we don't get to choose, like our family. We're just born into that. So you don't get to make that decision. You don't get to choose who your mom is. Uh, you don't get to choose who your, your siblings are. As you get older, you do get to decide whether or not you want to be around those people uh, because of various different things that has caused trauma within you or that has hurt you or bothered you or left you scorned. So you have a right to create distance between those people or you have a right to address it or try to work it out or whatever the case, but that's it. You just, you don't get to choose who your family is. A lot of times what we do is we go off and we create the kind of family that we've always wanted to have. So we'll go and meet um, a, part, a partner, a person or whatever, and we'll get 
involved with them and we'll, you know, get married or have children and stuff and we'll just start a whole new family. That's that's the thing that you do when you go to college. You meet friends. That becomes your your extended family, right? So those things you can choose, but you can't choose the family that you come into. So understand we have, like, freedoms um, that are directly related to what it is that we choose to do um and how we choose to live our lives sometimes you'll see things in like i get really bothered i'll I'll say this like i get really bothered like when i'm watching like a tv series and they'll have to make a decision between saving one person or saving the mass of people and There'll be this like overwhelming, like just this overwhelming two, three episodes where they have to make a decision. And it's like, well, well, do we, you know, save one life because this is your friend or this is the person that you love? Or do we save the rest of the world and we save everybody? And to me, I'm always like, well, shit, you save the rest of everybody. This one person over here is trifling anyway. Just get rid of them. But that's not how I really feel. Like, I don't feel like. You should just kill off the person that you love in order to save all the rest of the world or these people who you don't even know and don't even like. Some of these people are horrible, you know? Like, so, um, but I always get frustrated with that because they'll always say this line. They'll always drop this line. This is the only choice. They'll always say that. And I'm like, no, that is not the only choice. Like, I am the, the, the type of person that I've never believed, like, no. Like, I've never really just taken anybody's no for certainty. Like, as soon as you say no to me, no that I can't this or can't do that, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm just like, yeah, okay, watch me. Like, in my head, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, watch me. And I'll go and, like, attempt the thing. And most of the time, I I get it, you know? Um, very seldom have I come back and just been like, oh yeah, you were kind of right about that. I'm, I've been this type of person that, um, I used to fix things a lot. Like I used to fix a lot of things. Like I used to really be like into electrical stuff. Um, short lived, but you know, I used to like really be trying to figure things out and put it together. And like, I was like really into like researching things and I was really into like tech. I don't think I've ever told anybody this, but I used to really be into that shit. Like every time our TV would mess up, like I'd be over there pulling apart the shit in the back. Like I'd fix the remotes, all that. Um, but anyway, so I'm like the type of person that's like, that's not the end all be all. Like, no, something can be done. This can be fixed. This can be worked out. There is a way. There has to be a way. There's no possible way that there's not a way, right? That's how, but that's what I believe. So as soon as they drop that line, there is no choice. I'm, I automatically am just like, no, yes, there is. There's at least five other choices here and you have not exercised them because all you want to see is this person live and you're not thinking straight. So we need to get somebody else in here. Like we need to do like a panel or something. Like we get, we need to get all of these different ideas thrown up out here because you're saying that there is no other choice, but I'm not the type of person that believes that. Usually when you're watching the show, you can see that there are so many other choices, but what happens is the character or the person, much like us, makes a series of decisions that either con- either consistently makes things worse to the point where they get to where they believe that there is no other choice or you have 
um, you've made so many decisions in you get to the right, um, you, you end up going in the right direction. So I say all that to say, if you stop and think about it and look at your life right now, all it was was a series of decisions that you made. And the rest of your life is going to be a series of decisions that you made. The good news is you get to choose. You have that freedom to choose which course you're going to take. Every day we get up and we make a decision. We get out, we either getting out of bed or we not getting out of bed. We're going to work or we're not going to work. We're going to have a good day today or maybe we're not going to have a good day today. Or maybe your day starts off well, something happens, maybe on the freeway or whatever the case in, in, you know, in, in the time that you're on the way to work, something happens and that shifts your whole attitude. Even when something like that happens, you still have the choice in allowing that to ruin the rest of your day or for it to bother you for a little bit and then you move on and continue having a good day. Again, you have a choice. I just want us to remind, I don't know who needs to hear that because I think too often we're still kind of walking around here in the world as if everything is happening happening to us. Like this course of our lives is because someone else did something to us. Like someone else is pulling the train, the strings on our lives. Excuse me. And even if that be the case, that person or someone is not pulling the strings 24-7. So you still have some room there, right? But I don't want to believe that. I don't want to believe that something, you know, like we're all in this one big bubble in that somebody else is pulling the strings on our lives and our lives are destined for all, you know, this kind of like, I don't want to really get into like that idea. What I, what I'm really just trying to hone down is the fact that you have a choice and you're choosing every day and you're choosing quite often to sit on the couch and watch Netflix or to get some work done. We're choosing the flaming Hots over the vegetables. We're choosing the sodas over the water. We know. Trust me, like I've been in that, that, that position. It's like, I really don't drink enough water. I was doing good for a while and then it just went away. And it that happens quite often in my life. It's just like, I'm not like really big on drinking. But I know that it's important that I do it because my kidneys, you know? And I have a um, family history of kidney disease. So I don't want to have them problems, right? So I'd be trying to force myself to drink water. But there is, there's, I've done a lot of different things. And maybe y'all have a solution, okay? But I have... I've set alarms, I've got the gallon water, I've done uh, the gallon water that has like the the little uh, quotes on the side of it for you to keep you going and stuff, and I still can't quite drink enough a day. 
I still can't quite do it. Um, it's something that I'm, str- I'm still working on it though. I haven't completely given up, but still it's like, that's my choice. It's like when the time comes, I know I need to be drinking it, but I don't do, <laughs> but I choose not to. There's a thought in my head. As soon as I say no to something in my head, it's over with. I said no, and it's not getting done. Right. But that's still me making that decision. And so whatever comes from that, it's my fault. And I have to blame myself. So we can't always be in the position to like look for other people to blame for our shit. Because we have the right to choose. And that's all that that freedom is about. Like it's one of the most beautiful things about being human. And I know a lot of people don't look at us as if we are human beings because they, for some reason, think we're like just, just these superhero ass black women. Like we can't, like we can't ever have like a real human emotion or things don't affect us as much as they affect other people or we're so strong. We can take anything and everything. So they throw so much at us. I say, fuck that. Y'all can have all of that right back. You're not going to put more on me than I am willing to bear. It's not about whether or not I can bear it or not. It's about whether I choose to bear it. Because I'm not carrying other people's shit with me anymore. Like, I'm done with that. If I love you and I care about you, yeah, you got me. If not, no, I'm not carrying other people's shit with me. You got to learn to let that shit go. You have a right to choose that. You have a right to choose to continue on in the bullshit or to let it go. To walk away from it, dismiss it, whatever the situation. But you have the right to fucking choose. You are a human being. Like, literally, choosing is just a human being. Human being. Like, that's it. That's a part of... That's a beautiful thing, a part of our lives. Is that we get to choose just think about that if you're out in the world if you're an animal out in the wilderness and you know uh let's say you know you hungry you don't stop and really like think well (laughs) you don't stop and get to think well you know i gotta watch my weight let me go ahead and let's go eat this uh (laughs) Let's eat some of these berries and these uh, little herbs and stuff right over here. No, your your instinct is going to tell you to chase the deer that you see. Like, you're not going to choose the herbs over the deer. You're only going to choose those herbs if you don't get the deer. Like, that's it. But you're not going to, like, you're going to settle for that. Like, that's just what's going to happen. But you're not going to choose it because that's not, that's not a part of animalistic makeup. It's like they have their discipline, their routines, and, um, you know, just their natural habitat type things. For us, we grow up in a certain space and we can abandon it at any point in time. I mean, don't act like you weren't young once and you thought about running away from your home. Like, because you weren't getting your way, right? But you didn't do it because you know you wouldn't have lasted out there. Like, who thought of it? I know I did. There was a lot of, there's a lot of times where I was just like, you know, I, I'm running away. I packed my stuff and couldn't get past the front, the front door because, uh, food. So we know what it's like to not have our freedom. 
You know what it's like to be stuck somewhere in somebody else's house underneath someone else's rules, um, you know, wearing what someone else wants you to wear and just doing things that you don't necessarily take interest in or like or feel good about. We know what that's like. So I think we ought to remind ourselves on a consistent basis just how much freedom we do have and how many choices we are able to make. That's what we should focus on because we don't always exercise our freedoms. You know, we think that we have to do certain things. And yeah, there's some things that are pivotal, excuse me, pivotal to our survival. You know, you got to drink, got to drink a liquid water, preferably, <laughs> but you got to drink, you got to eat, you got to use the bathroom, you know, <laughs> you got to um, have some kind of shelter. Mm. A lot of those basic things that we have, you know, unfortunately we are, uh, charged a great deal of time, energy, and money in order to have very, very basic needs. And a lot of times these things that we have to do for, you know, the money add to the stresses of not exercising our freedoms because if you wake up in the morning you're like oh I gotta go to this job because if I don't go to this job I'm gonna lose then you don't feel free right you don't feel there's a lot of stuff out here that makes us feel like we are not free and that someone else is basically playing the puppet master to our lives and I don't want to focus on that part though I don't want to focus on the things that are there I want to, the things that are there that are uh, destructive to reminding us that we are free. I want to focus on the things that that do allow us to focus on that. So when we wake up in the morning, I want us to remind ourselves who we are. One of the uh, mantras that I say when I wake up is, I am free. I do a list of I am's. Um, I am free, I am abundant. I am loved and loving. Because as I am giving love, I also am receiving love. Um, but I say that I am free because... I don't like to wake up thinking that, or I don't like to start my day believing that I have to do and I have to go and that my life wouldn't be shit if I didn't go and if I didn't do. I find myself saying like consistently, girl, it's okay. You're, you can get this done. You will get this done. It doesn't have to be right here, right now, but it's going to happen for you. I find myself reminding myself on a daily basis, just like, girl, you are free. Like, you can choose. You can choose what you are going to do with your day. And it's not just about 
whether or not you have a full-time or a part-time job or, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you have your own business or nothing, any of the cases, it's just about that, that feeling of obligation, that feeling of, uh, what would happen if I don't or didn't? So one of the ways um, that I am newly expressing my freedom and my right to choose is I made a decision to resign from a job, a full-time job that was no longer serving me. Um, from the time I started in 2017, I had a plan to leave, um, resign two years later. And my goal was to build a portfolio, um, to write a book and to start a podcast. And um, to build, you know, a little community around the work that I was producing and the things that I was putting out. And um, I said that I would leave my job two years um, from the time I started it um, with hopes of having accomplished those things that I just said or listed. And then uh, shortly before I made it to two years, we had a company uh, buyout. And so same job, different companies, um, same building, relatively same people, some new faces, but relatively same people. Um, environment, pretty much the same, but in some ways a little bit worse. Um, so I decided to stay another two years because I was like, well, they're paying me what I'm asking for. You know, this, I don't have to go to get another job that will pay the same amount. I can stay here and I already know this stuff and this and that, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I tried to, I did the logical thing and I was like, this will give me more time to build up my business fund. And, you know, at least I'll have some funds, um, outside of like my savings and all of that to fall back on. When I like go forth into into this entrepreneurial world, which is you know, uh, isn't this is not the first time that I've done it. So I did it one time before, and I want it to completely be different from the last time that I did it. And this time is definitely different. But anyways, so I'm back on that train again. We always knew um, that that was my goal. You know, I talked to my husband about that several times, and. Anyways, so we, you know, this new company, I'm at this new company for the first two months. And every time I come home, I'm telling my husband, I'm going to quit this job. And he's like, well, you just need to go ahead and like set a date for when you're going to leave this job because you, it's like, you've only been with this new company, you know, same job, just new company um, for, you know, like a few weeks now and all you've been saying is that you're going to leave this shop and so he's just like you need to set a date so I went and I set a date and I was like I'm not going to do another two years I'm just going to do one year cool I'm just going to give it one more year 
He was like, okay. So I set one year, set all my plans out, did my agenda, did my calendar, did my tracking, um, like a little tracking thing or whatever. And cool. But then, you know, I kept going back to work and every day I would just like internally just (laughs) space out. Like I just, I didn't want to be there anymore. The work was repetitive. The environment was a little toxic and not a little toxic. It was just, it was toxic. Okay. I mean, it was stale. Um, The people, I mean, okay. Uh, (laughs) There's a lot that I can say about that. Um, But yeah, so, you know, I don't want to make this story like way longer than I wanted to. Anyway, I just kept coming home. I, I kept coming home and I kept saying I was going to quit. And then, um, you know, I had this crazy vision one morning. I told my friends and family about it. I had a breakdown and it broke down. I broke down like twice, uh, two days apart. And it was just like, ooh, I can't do this. Like, <laughs> I can't do this. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to be done in March, like March 2020. That's it. You know, no longer October 2020. It's going to be March 2020. Right. I thought I was going to do that. And then I tried to go back to work like after my breakdowns. And it was so hard because I felt like a zombie. Like I was just going to work and I wasn't like saying anything to anybody. Like I would barely say good morning. When it was time to go, I was out. Like, I didn't say nothing to nobody. I just picked my shit up and I left. Like, that's how I felt. And and I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to be social. Like, I just wanted to get the days over as quickly as possible and not be there. And I felt like I couldn't breathe until I wasn't in that environment. Like, I mean, I had to be down the street and around the corner. Like, nowhere. It, that It couldn't even been in five, within five miles of me. You know, I had to be away from that place. And that's when I just knew, okay, yeah, I'm not going to make it to March. And a lot of my friends and family, like, when I was talking to them about it, they were like, girl, I don't think you're going to make it to a year. And then, no, I don't think you're going to make it to March. And so, you know, turns out they were all right. Um, and so I just had to talk again with my husband. I was like, yeah, I think you're right. I'm going to leave at the top of the year, um, which is what he wanted initially, but I wasn't ready for that. And so I had to make sure that I was ready to make that decision, even though everyone else could see it for me. That's really important when you're dealing with family members and friends. It's like, I know we get upset when people don't take our advice because we're like, well, why the hell? Like you can see their situation so clearly. And it's just like, won't you just do this thing right here? And they don't do it, but they want to keep talking to you about it. But they don't do the the thing that you didn't told them to do three times over. Like I I get that. Like it's frustrating. So tell them, look, now, I didn't already gave you a solution. We didn't talk about this three times. Girl, I can't no more. Or just keep letting them vent to you because you need to understand that as humans, we all have this dire need to express our freedom, which is our right to choose. And so even though you're giving advice and someone's not taking it, It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It's just that they are not ready to receive that information because they have to come to that conclusion on their own. They have to reach that solution within their own internal being 
to in order to decide what they're going to do with their life. So people who are in abusive relationships and yes, you want to save them and you're like, girl, get out of there, this, this and that. They have to exercise that freedom and express that truth for themselves first. That's just it. Like you, you can't get involved with it. It's not going to work. It's just going to make you more upset. But that person has a right to choose to be there, even though it's harmful to them. But they have a right to choose when enough is enough for them, for them to decide to walk away. And unfortunately, sometimes it takes some sort of uh, life-threatening situation before a person embraces, you know, um, the idea to walk away or dismiss it or get away from it or leave it alone or let it go. Sometimes that's what happens. Um, not all of us are prepared to, you know, take things on uh, head on and at the sight of our intuition showing up and saying, girl, get out of there. You know, some of us don't listen to our intuition. You know, like like all of us are not wired like that. Me, I've, I've grown to really like pay attention to my intuition and just like be like, oh, yep. Oh, okay, girl, we got to go. We got to go. We out of here. All right, cool. Like that's how I handle my other people. It's a little slower. You know, you take, you, you got to see what it, see what you can see. My friend always says that, see what you can see. Like you got to see what you can see first, right? <laughs> Before y'all like, I'm, oh no, I'm out of here. For me, it's a lot of things that I don't need to see. Like if I feel like mm, this ain't popping, I did. Like, I'm done. I am so done. Like, my, those gut feelings and that intuition has not steered me wrong. Okay. Um, but yeah. Okay. Anyways, what I was saying is, um, so I decided to resign. Um, and, you know, a lot of the people didn't seem like they were too happy for me or happy about it. Mostly kind of bitter that they weren't the ones leaving and that I was leaving. And, you know, when people have been in a place for a long time, they've grown attached to it. It is a part of their lives. And if you don't like it, you offend them because you're basically going against their livelihood in a sort of way. That's what I've come to recognize. Um, so, you know, a lot of people, I guess, just kind of seemed like they were kind of funky about the fact that I was dipping out and leaving all that work and paperwork and shit. And I really didn't care. Um, but I feel like, you know, fuck them because I would be in a worse state of mind. Um, and I would be a worse colleague, honestly, to work with if I continued to stay there. I need people to realize that you don't always get the the full person. You know, you don't always get like when a lot of times when we are work like us black girls, that's what I'm talking about. When we are at a job, we are only giving a certain percentage of ourselves. Okay? Because if we gave our full selves, a lot of mother like a lot of sh would be just blowed up all the time. All the time. These corporate companies would get it. For real. I feel like there needs to be a therapist in corporate, like, for black girls. Specifically for black women that work in corporate America. Because it is so damaging to uh, 
your health. Um, it is really bad for us. And I'm sorry that we, I'm sorry that we be going through it. I'm sorry that we go in there thinking that we just gonna go to work, do our job, and we gonna go home because it never quite works out that way. If you're quiet, they got an attitude. If you talk too much, they got an attitude. If you don't know shit, they got an attitude. If you're smart as hell, they got an attitude. If you do things on the side, outside of work, they got an attitude. If you don't eat like them, they got an attitude. If you don't eat with them, they got an attitude. Child, I just got, I'm, I got over the mean girls on menopause. That's what I call them. Because that's basically how they were acting. Can you believe, like, nobody even, like, this whole time that I was going through, people just got an attitude about the fact that I wasn't speaking or saying anything and that I was being non-social instead of any one of them approaching me and saying, hey girl, you okay? Mind you, I'm the youngest out of all of these grown ass women with children and families at home. And not one of them approached me and was like, girl, you ain't been talking, you okay? Instead, they did their little whispering and shit behind my back said this and that to one another talked about me i'm pretty sure they talked about me you know i didn't hear them i'm just saying i'm pretty sure they talked about me if they're not talking to me i'm pretty sure they're talking about me right um did did all of their little you know shit behind my back or whatever the case but nobody came to me and actually said any fucking thing and to me about what i was like in going through nobody said anything and i know you're thinking well if you wanted to talk about it why didn't you go i didn't want to talk about it so if somebody would have approached me i would have just said hey i'm just not feeling good i just i'm kind of out of it right now and i just want to be to myself but that's what you would have find out but instead these women got an attitude because i wasn't speaking and i wasn't being social so they got offended by that and I know the idea is, well, if you don't like being here and if you're not happy being here, why are you here? You right, bitch. So that's why I left. Like, I like, I don't know what else. There's nothing else for me to do. There's nothing else for me to say. Right? Like, I just exercise my freedom, my right to choose. I don't have to be here. There are plenty other jobs out there, okay, that I can try to get. But there's also plenty skills that I have that I can try to utilize to make a living for myself. And I'm not completely asked out either. You know, not only do I have support, but I also had other ventures preparing for them before I even left the job. So, like, I'm just saying it was planned. Like, this was planned and this was supposed to happen. It just, it, it's just that I was going to extend it another two years, but it got to a point like where my health was being affected because I was not feeling like myself a lot of the times. And I was just walking out here feeling like a goddamn zombie. And I didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't want to put myself through that anymore. So that is a way that in 2019, ooh, excuse me, 2020, Lord help me, um, that I am expressing my freedom is just that I freed myself from um, going to a place that I that was no longer serving me and that I was basically useless in. I felt useless, you know, because I wasn't utilizing things that I like things that I know I'm capable of. And I also wasn't providing for a community that I so greatly care about being there. You know, I wasn't doing that. 
I wasn't able to do, you know, I was still able to do this podcast and I was still able to do other, you know, things. I, I still produced, you know, very much. And I'm very grateful for the fact that I still stuck to my guns and did that. But I feel like I'm in this space now where I want to do it more and on another level that I need more t- of that time and space to myself. And I need to not be affected by, you know, this toxic place. So I took myself out of an environment that wasn't serving me and that I felt useless in because I really did not like myself when I was there. I didn't like myself when I was in that place because I was holding back so much. I was holding back things that I wanted to say. I was holding back things that I felt. I was holding back the fact that all of this tech and shit in here is old and raggedy and they really need to to get, they really need some new products and stuff. Like I was, there's a lot that I'm holding back. You know, I'm over organizing this place over and over and over again when I'm the one that's doing it. And these other people that I work with are not They don't care about it enough to do it, you know, don't care about it enough to do it, like letting stacks of things just sit out on tables, like not paying attention to certain details and asking me 101 fucking questions over and over and over again about a process that we know how to do because we do it every day. You know, like I just it's I'm glad it's over with. I'm just glad. You see how my tone changed from talking about that place <laughs> to when I was just talking about freedom? Like, yeah. So I had to get myself out of that space. And I urge any of you who is going through it, like, I know you have to pay your bills and things like that. I would urge you to start looking for something else, even if it is just another corporate job. And, you know, some things, it might go be better than the job you have now for a little while. And then, you know, it might turn to shit. But if, it is driving you up a wall if you feel like you're suffocating in your health, in your relationships outside of work. It, when work starts to spill over into your personal life, that's when you have to really evaluate whether or not it is worth staying there. When it's starting to be a thin line, a very, very thin line you know, like a dotted ass line, okay? Spaces are opening up on that line between work and your life, then you you really need to evaluate, maybe even step away. And if you do do that, understand that you have the right to choose that. Everyone will not agree with the way that you choose to live your life, with the decisions that you make in your life but you have the right to make them. And so we also need to look at other people in that same sense. It's just that they have the right to make the decisions that they do make. As long as it's not damaging and destructive to, you know, or like basically killing other people. Um, (laughs) I'm not for those decisions, but I'm just saying um, on a good note, like (laughs) outside of murder, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Um, that we have the right to make those decisions because as humans, we always have that dire need to be free. And we have to learn to free ourselves from things that are restricting us, um, not allowing us to fully potentially, I mean, fully live up to our potential or fully be authentic. 
if you're even if you're in like relationships with people and that can be friendships that could be situationships i guess uh that could be like romantic relationships however you want to you know whatever relationship you're in um if it is if you are not able to fully be who the hell you are it's gonna drive you crazy it's gonna drive you crazy because there's always gonna be that internal battle of you wanting to freely just express who you are so you can be just so you can be out here in the world being is so important like you just want to be right and people say just leave me be just let me do me right there there's always going to be that internal need to express yourself fully in what you wear, how your hair is, your style, like your career, your, whatever it is that you want, it's always going to be there. So don't keep thinking that, oh, you know, this is a sacrifice that you have to make. Like you have to sacrifice your happiness in order to get the things that you really want. That's a lie. I feel like we've been telling ourselves that for the longest time. It's just like, oh, just sacrifice. Just just do this for a little while and you'll get this. You'll have this and blah, 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 blah. Just like sacrifice to just constraint. Um, not constraint, conform, like be a conform. I am such a nonconformist. Like I'm a, that shit is extreme. I don't really like authority. Like I don't. I have major issues with authority. I don't like, and I especially don't like when I feel like I'm smarter than you and you trying to tell me what to do. Like, that's really not finna pop off. That's not gonna go over well with me. But, that, okay, anyway, that wasn't the idea. The point is just that, you know, I want, I feel like I've said the point is that so many times. I just want us to understand that we can choose. I just want us to understand that we can choose. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's, I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Um, so just exercise those freedoms, you know, as much as you possibly can. You're not shackled. That's what I was going to say. See, this thought came back later on. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you are free black person, black woman, black man. Cause I know sometimes uh, men listen to my podcast too. So I'm just letting you know. That you are free. I know sometimes it doesn't look like it. But you are. There is no shackle on you. There's no one that tells you what to eat. What time to get up in the morning. There is nobody. That determines what you wear. And what name you are called by. You are free so act like it. You are allowed to do anything on this earth that any other human being has done. You are not obligated to uphold and uplift the entire black community. That is your choice. You don't have to do it. You don't have to live out here like there's a target on your back. You need to pay attention and you need to be aware and observe. Okay, but you don't have to walk around the world like that. Same thing for black women. I know in a lot of places, a lot of spaces, we feel unprotected. 
but we don't have to walk around the world like we are unprotected. Get you some protection, girl. Get you some pepper spray, a pocket knife, <laughs> a little taser thingy. Also, they got those, but they, they, I don't know what they're called, but there's just like these um bars, these, not bars. Well, it's like the stick. I don't know what that stick is called, but I'm gonna get me a taser stick. Yes. Walk around here and feel, feel protected. Get you some protection. That's okay. You know, but you're free. You are, and you're allowed to do anything on this planet that any other human being has done because you are human, despite what these people try to tell you, you are and are not. You're not an animal, you are a human being. And you have every right. Our, our fee, our cost for living here and being here freely was paid for our freedom was paid for in blood the very dirt and earth that you walk on was paid for in ancestral blood so act like it So act like it. We ain't got to do shit. They always trying to tell us what we got to do. We ain't got to do shit. It's paid for. Our freedom is paid for. We got a right to be free and roaming around in these streets and doing what we want to do. We got a right to be showing our ass. To dance and be happy. And eat a goddamn chicken sandwich if we want one. Tired of people trying to tell us what to do. Like they care about us. Like they want what's best for us. No. If you cared about us and you want what's best for us, allow us to have our freedom. Okay. So, to end this, I am going to um Well, you know what? I might as well just make this my little unpacking. Okay. So, I'll be right back and we're going to go ahead and do the next segment. Hey y'all. Welcome back. Um, this is going to be the unpacking section or segment of the show. Um, so I'm going to leave you with this thought here. This comes from my book, uh, To Take Up Space, a thoughtful collection on the misidentification of a 20-something black girl and her magic. Um, this piece is called Freedom. <laughs> and here we go. To meet herself in the present forgive herself for the past, and sow herself into the future. On this, I wrote what freedom meant to me. Freedom as a black girl, as a 20-something black girl. Freedom to me is to meet myself in the present, where I am right now, who I am, what name I like to be called by, 
authentically everything about me from my crown and all the way down. My true self. Who is she? Right here and right now. And when I meet her, I love on her. And I forgive her. And I appreciate her. And I listen to her plans and her goals. Her intentions for the future. So that's the part that says to meet herself in the present. That's what I mean by that. The part that says uh, to forgive herself for the past. It is so freeing when we forgive the things in our past that we're blaming ourselves for. The things that happened to you when you were younger. When you feel like someone should have been watching you. Or when you feel like another adult should have been intelligent enough to know better than to do this or say this thing to you. They should have known how much it would hurt you. They should have been careful with you. You think about all the unfair things that took place in your life. But then you even think about the things that you done, you did out of spite and jealousy and hate. And you have to remember that you're no longer that person. Or that the person that hurt you can no longer do that to you anymore. And so what has already happened should be let go of in order to move forward. Letting go is not easy. It is the hardest part. We like to hold on to every fucking thing in this lifetime. We don't know detachment very well. But some things are just holding us back. Because we're holding on to them. We've brought things from our five-year-old selves into our 25-year-old selves. And it's unfair to the 25-year-old you. That the five-year-old you is trying to run this 25-year-old's life. You've got to put that five-year-old to to, to rest. It's in the past. But you're in the present. So leave it there where it belongs. And then the part that says to sow herself into the future. That's how you do it. So meet yourself here in the present where you are. And forgive yourself for who you were in the past. That you may be able to sow yourself into the future. That's what freedom looks like. Free yourself. Free yourself right here and right now to be unapologetically authentic and take up all the fucking space.
Forgive that old self. So you can be more free here right now and even more free in the future. So that's what I'm going to leave y'all with. I hope that you are working towards all the goals um, and resolutions that you set for yourself. And I'd like to see you back here again for the next episode. Until next time, y'all, be loved.